The following morning, the sun shines down more brightly than we've ever seen in Gotham. Camera closes in on Andrea as she walks out sipping a cup of coffee, wearing one of Bruce's pajama shirts, a look of tranquility on her face. As the morning breeze whips around her, Bruce, still bandaged and wearing pajama pants, steps in from behind, puts his arms around her and draws her close. She smiles, placing the cup on a patio table, and turns to face him. Gonna make it work this time? I wanna say yes, but you know it's gonna come down between me and your father. Andrea rests her head on Bruce's chest. That doesn't matter anymore. Camera cuts to the exterior of the Wayne Manor in the driveway, daytime. Andrea is in her now top-down convertible. I'll see you tonight. I'll be here. She gives him a wave and then drives off. Watching her go, Alfred steps cheerfully out to the main doors. It's so good to see you and Miss Beaumont together again. Might want to ask what this bodes for your alter ego. I'm not sure, Alfred. So much has changed. Alfred raises an eyebrow as Bruce walks back into the house. But you still love each other. That much, at least, has not changed. He follows Bruce inside. The camera goes to the interior of the Wayne Manor in the bedroom, close up on the table. On it rests the photo of Beaumont and the gangsters, next to a small framed reproduction of the portrait of Thomas and Martha Wayne that hangs in the den. That's true. I love her. Maybe. After this is settled. He picks up the picture of his parents and looks at it. Maybe then. Camera goes to another angle, including Alfred, who is very happy indeed to hear this. I'm sure they would have wanted you to be happy, sir. Bruce nods and sets the picture down. As he does so, he notices the photo lying beside it. He picks it up, studies it, frowns. Is something wrong? We can see the shadowy shape of the tall man near the others. The camera pushes in on the tall man as Bruce says, Maybe. Bruce picks up a single red editing pencil and a cup of pens that he just happens to have laying right beside the photographs. He takes a look at the tall man again, draws a single red line on his face, and then he says, Oh no. As he completes writing the red smile of no, the no, 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 Chester the Jester. Yeah, Ch Chester the Jester. And that is why I am the world's greatest detective. Nobody else would have thought to massacre a photo with a red-headed right. pencil, Nobody baby. Ghost ride the whip. Yeah, space ghost ride the whip. Coast, coast. Shout out, space ghost bathroom. Just on the dust, ladies and gentlemen. The scene cuts to Gotham City Hall, daytime. Through the window of his office, we see Councilman Reeves on the phone. Reeves is pacing as he speaks, waving his free arm in rage. You're telling me there were four precincts on Batman's Hills and he still got away? Reeves slams the phone down and glares at it. Unbelievable. Tisk tisk. And to think our tax money goes to pay those jerks. Reeves turns, surprised by the voice. The camera pans to see Chester the Jester dressed in his top coat and hat, leaning against the doorway of a back room. Reeves quickly starts to hurry towards the other door. <laughs> That's right, Hardy. Bring in the press, why don't you? What a photo op! The councilman and his wacky pal. You're no friend of mine. Oh, Artie, I'm crushed! Jester moves casually toward Reeves' desk and sits down in the chair. How the high and mighty forget? Don't you remember? You, me, Sally and the gang. Chester props his legs up on Reeves' desk as the councilman moves closer, protesting. Hey, how about you get your friggin' feet off that friggin' desk before I come and move them for you? What? Huh? 
Look, I'm a world aficionado, and that is East Indian Rosewood you're treading upon, my friend. Martin Guitars used to make some good instruments out of that junk until people like you come along and scoff them up with your boots. Oh, excuse me. I do take it seriously. You want to throw down? Look, you see this? I will do that to your face and your testicles in that order unless you start showing me and that wood some respect. Oh, that threat is so awkward, Teen Hunger Force. How about you shut up before I kill you again? Do I get a stuntman this time? Yeah, I'm a stuntman. I'm really good at being a stuntman. I'm trying to do amazing stroganoff. Oh, come and find out, Sippy Cup. Who, me? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I would. You know, I used to in Rosewood. But, uh, what? what's this? Oh, my phone is ringing. I don't have no phone. I gotta on. answer it. It'd be rude if I didn't, I mean. Hello? Yes, this is he. Oh, oh, what? A booking agents, you say? Oh, how's it talking? Oh, yes, there, uh, there is a job opening. Do you got a phone? Oh, yes, your hand? in a building far away from here. Oh, yes, and I have to drop everything right now and come right now because it's a really urgent gig. I, I'm there. You got it. Yes, over and out. You, sir, are lucky that I just got booked for the next Avengers film. I would have you all over this floor beating you like Joe Lewis beats a spare rib. Sayonara, suckers. Hey, are you really leaving? No, I'm gonna go hide in this back room. Oh, crap. I never met them or you. I worked for Beaumont. I didn't know what he was doing. Camera goes to the jester. He playfully picks up a letter opener and Mom's picking his gloved fingernails. Oh, but you knew about it afterwards and put it to good use, eh? Reeves feels trapped but still tries to hold a brave front. What do you want? Jester stabs the letter opener into the desk for emphasis. To find out who's iced the old gang. Haven't you read the papers? It's the bad man. The camera goes to the jester. He playfully holds up his palm, showing a joy buzzer in it. He buzzes it with his thumb. Eh, wrong. It ain't the bad. Nope, nope, nope. I've seen this guy. Looks more like the ghost of Christmas future. Nowhere near as cute as bad boy. Camera closes in on Reeves. He looks honestly surprised at all this. You're saying it's someone else. The jester leans in to look him squarely in the face. Yeah, someone who wouldn't mind seeing our old pals out of the way. <clears throat> Maybe. <laughs> Me too. The jester's fake sorrow instantly vanishes as he glares at Reeves. That's when I thought about you. Arturo, an important upstanding guy like you could find it awkward if certain secrets were revealed. Camera widens out on Reeves, protesting his innocence as the jester rises and stalks forward. Wait, you're not saying that I... Just then, Reeves' desk phone buzzes. Uh, Mr. Reeves? Uh, Mr. Belmont is on line one. The jester looks at the phone curiously. Beaumont? Not the babe. You devil, you. The jester hits the speaker button. Andrea's voice is heard. Arthur? Forced to take the call, Reeves leans forward to pick up the phone, but the jester holds him back, indicating that he wants to listen, too. Uh, hello, Andrea. We're still on for lunch, right? Camera goes to the interior of Andrea's car while she's traveling. She speaks on her car phone. I'm sorry. I, I got hung up. I, I'll explain everything tonight, okay? Camera goes to the jester and Reeves. Reeves looks at the jester nervously as he concludes the call. All right, uh, I'll see you then. 
With a flourish, the jester presses the speaker button as the call ends. He flashes Reeve a big cat who swallowed the canary smile and casually saunters around to position himself between Reeves and the door. Now ain't that a coinkydink? We're talking about the old man and the spawn of his loins just happens to call. Makes you want to laugh, doesn't it, Artie? Camera switches over to Reeves, boxed in by the jester, frantically looking for a way around him. There is none. The jester's <laughs> laughing shadow falls over the frightened counselor. <laughs> Councilman, please call yourself. I'm trying. <laughs> Just say I'm trying. Oh, there's a sign on the asphalt, Doctor. What should I do with it? Jab it in his butt cheek. Uh, okay, here goes. There. Please, Councilman, try to get some rest. You know, I've seen a lot of crazy dudes in my top. I used to rob bills with this gang I ran with, and then a crazy dude jumped off a building in the back. It beat the door out of us all, but I've never seen anybody this crazy. Yes, almost as crazy as me having my doctor's license and driving around Buzz Bronski as his bodyguard. You know, I was there the night he was killed. If it taught me anything, it's... You can't leave someone important unattended for any amount of time, because they may get whacked. Anyway, it's our break time, so let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, what you just heard was... Well, I'm not quite entirely sure what you just heard, but... A brief explanation goes as follows. We go to the interior of the hospital and continue a shot. Councilman Reeves, dressed in a hospital robe, is twitching back and forth on the bed, laughing uncontrollably. His face is twisted almost completely into the jester's rictus grin. A doctor and a tray-bearing nurse stand nearby, trying to administer to Reeves, but he's moving too much for the doctor to give him the injection. As you heard, they eventually give it to him, and then they leave. Camera pans over to the window to show Badman's silhouetted form entering turns back to Reeves. He turns and sees Badman off screen. The ominous bad shadow falls over him. Oh, no! <laughs> Why did the jester meet with you? Camera goes to Reeves. He just shakes his head, his mouth stretching into a panicked grin, tears forming at the edge of his eyes. It has to do with the gangster murders, doesn't it? He thinks you're involved. Why? Camera closes in on Reeves again. Tears stream out of Reeves' eyes as he tries to keep himself from laughing. I... No. That's not the answer I want. Either Badman grabbing Reeves by the collar and pulling him to him, or the way he said that statement. Maybe a combination of the both. Seems to have terrified Reeves. He starts to babble. Beaumont, he, uh, he, he needed me to help him, and Andrea got out of town. He kept in touch. When was the last time you spoke to him? Years ago. My first election campaign. I was running out of money and asked Beaumont for help. He said no! So you sold him to the mob. I was broke. Desperate. They said all they wanted was their money back. <laughs> Scowling with disgust, Badman tosses the now roaring Reeves back onto the bed. He sweeps back out through the window a second before the doctor and nurse run in and try and calm down Reeves. Scene switches to the interior of Andrea's hotel room, looking down at the balcony and the night. A bad wing shape drops down from off screen and steps into the dark room. At another angle, Badman moves about the room, a shadow among shadows. He opens the closet cautiously, glances into it, and approaches the desk. On the desk, he sees Andrea's locket, illuminated by a silver of moonlight. Badman reaches into shot and picks it up. His hand brings it close to the camera, and his thumb trips the release catch. 
A locket springs open, revealing side-by-side -side pictures of a younger Bruce and Andrea. Camera reverse angles of Batman. His face is set in stone. He snaps the locket shut and drops it back on the desk. The chain runs through his fingers like water. At a wider angle, he turns towards the door and is about to leave. When the phone rings, he turns toward it. Camera goes to the phone. Batman picks it up, holds it to his ear, and listens. Uh, uh hello? Uh, Simon? Yeah, hey, Simon, can you hear me, man? Oh, my goodness, you got an ugly voice. Who am I talking to? Uh, it's, it's Kirkland, dude, you know, from the podcast. Turtles forever, rah-rah, all that, yeah, you know? Oh, other guy. Hang on just a second, okay? Who advised the freaking other guy? Who told him we were doing this? Was it your pops? <laughs> it was a milkshake, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's me, yeah. <laughs> Who's the other guy? Oh, I'm so glad to hear from you, other guy. It's been a cold age. Uh, you know, I, oh, I, I just want to say that I've been missing the podcast you guys have been putting out. And I, let me tell you, we got big plans for the future. We have been super busy, you know, with the success of Clue and, you know, the season two. We've been through a lot. And we have some great great stuff coming for season three let me tell you yeah i am so much i asked about it oh yeah yeah well that's that's good man uh listen that's kind of what we wanted to talk to you about i need you to listen oh. very carefully okay uh, yeah okay yeah um well see you see I, I need you to understand that insane clowns from outer space have come down and cloned yeah um your mom yeah, and yeah the underground is coming out from the core of the earth. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the crazy zombies are out just biting just, everybody's just heads off. And they all are coming for you, so I need you to come back to the studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then when you get here, I need you to do a 360 kickflip oh, yeah. on a scooter. Yeah, yeah. And I need oh, you oh. to teleport back to time yeah, with on, the magic the ready. scepter time stick thing. And then I need He's you to go get channels. a bubblegum machine and a coke machine. And oh, I need yeah, you yeah. to take hybrid parts from those and create... You know, I, I really need you to listen. Yeah, you know, I know yeah. sometimes you just kind of go off on your little thing and you don't listen here. Yeah, and then, you know it, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah and then, you yeah. know, uh, Venus flytrap gas from Jupiter comes flying in. Yeah, I, I'm You're not listening to what I'm saying, are you? Yes, yes, I am. I, I was saying yes when you were talking. I, you, you know I was. What do you need? Okay, man. Um, all right, so... You know how you was excited about season three and yeah, it's gonna be the Duke Mokum forever of podcasting. Um, well, that's not gonna be able to happen. Uh, but you're you're not on the show anymore. What? Come again? Um, uh, look, I I fought for you, man. I I mean, I really did. You know, I, I'm with you. Who would have thought that a regular show review wouldn't have gotten over on a Ninja Turtles podcast? I mean, I know, right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> But uh, it it just doesn't. So, uh, what? Look, I mean, I really fought for you, you know. Uh, well, you know what? I, I appreciate that other guy. I, you know, is, 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 is Rob there? Oh, yeah, dude. You, you're on speakerphone. Oh, yeah, man, okay, I'm right good. Here. So don't tell him I said this. Uh, uh, just between you and me, I always knew yeah. that you were the one on my side. That Rob, is, he's a bit of a rube. Hey. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh so, uh, how, you know, how, how about you put, uh, how, how about, how about you put Rob on the phone and let me talk to him, okay? Uh, buddy, you can talk to us both at once. 
you're on speakerphone. Uh, yeah, still, so here, Rob buddy. Is, still here. Rob's talking to me. I'm on top. Yes, I'm right here. Pops, do you like to work this thing? A little, is Rob Rob's there? Uh, Rob, 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 yes, if sir. you can hear me, tell me, is it true? What's going on here? Explain this situation to me. Well, buddy, dude, I'm a big fan of yours. You guys know that. I think yeah, you guys do a great job. You know, I just think that maybe yeah. you, you should branch out on your own. You know, go yeah. spread your wings. Do your thing, you know? And, and, and I mean, I love your episode. Was there an official vote taken? Did the board of directors vote? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was an official vote there taken, was. yes. The board of directors did vote. Yeah. And, um, Unfortunately, it's out of our hands now. Well, it was... The Jess Baxter. Well... What about Tara? I mean, well, they voted with their listens, I guess. Are you still voting us off? Just listen, okay? Yeah, well, what about your mama? I bet your mama said yes. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo. You were so stupid, but that was a good one. So it sounds like you guys got a new friend, at least. He um, is not my friend. But look, if Tara and Nick Baxter both voted for us, then how could you still vote us if they voted with their listens? I mean, do you not listen to your fans? They voted with their listens. Look, I'm sorry. That if that's the case, then they're the only two that voted for you, okay? The board of directors. Oh, hey, who, who is this board of directors? Well, I mean, if, if you're not voting with the listens, then how does this voting system work? Well, I mean, it's, it's not really like the listeners that voted for you. You know, like we've got like a hundred or so listeners, right? And I don't know. I can't count. It's more like the 6.4 billion other people on earth that didn't listen and their votes got you kicked off. I mean, that was that what don't sound like forced a lot. to come to this decision. I mean, well, you, you said the tribe was spoken. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I guess it's a pretty big tribe. I, I don't know. You know uh, and they got, they all got together. Yes, they all got together. Yes, they did get together and okay. vote. And uh, you, you didn't get an invitation? Uh, no, I didn't get a, you, you kidding me. I mean, did you check your email? Uh, well, email? Ah, man. Got to RSVP that crap. Yeah. What's that even mean? Um, What's your show going to be about? Oh, uh, well, it's, it's going to be a radio show. 
Oh, I want my audit caught catch that. I believe he said a rickroll with the blues. Oh, he said a rigmarole with a side of roll. You don't even try to understand it. It's a, it's a southern thing. Beyond all comprehension. No, 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 I understand. He said I'm going to build him a rickshaw rider number two. Like to pass secret to the popular MS DOS game. Nobody. Uh, Scooby-Doo? Scooby, did he say Scooby-Doo? I'm not Scooby-Doo. I'm the Scooby-Doo. I'm, 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 I'm the Doo. I'm the 504. Are you going to be working with 504 right now? Because that's why I want his autograph. I'm doing a regular show review, okay? Are you happy, Simon? Regular show review. That, that was our idea. Yeah, well, you also took Rob's idea from Turtles Forever and imitated us, you know. So, I, I don't know. I guess as you guys say, them's the brakes. But let's just change the brakes of the golf course. You, you filthy rat terrier. Jeez, I just stick right in my crawl. Yo, what now? Don't even try to understand it. It's a southern thing. Beyond all comprehension. Sounds painful. I'm so tired of getting crap canned. Oh, that other guy. Why's oh, the phone ringing again? That's right. You're calling back. Hang on, I'll pick it up. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? <laughs> Listen, Boopsy. Even though you never call and you never write, I've still got a soft spot for you. So I'm sending you a fun gift. Airmail. The motor SFX are now loud enough for Batman to notice. He wheels toward the window. The approaching dots are now recognizable as small autogyros from the Gotham's World Fair. Each has the gesture's grinning face on them, and each is sporting enough plastique to orbit Kate Smith. And there's no use chopping out the window this time. Future is about to make you history. First auto is about to cross the balcony as the bad man whips out his grappling gun and fires the grappling hook toward the approaching menace. The grappling hook shoots in and strikes the first auto driving it back into the next one, which is likewise driven backwards into the third. The camera pulls back as the three explode like a chain of firecrackers. Really big firecrackers. Doing severe damage to the outside of the building wall. Camera changes to the interior of the room. Badman dives for cover behind the couch as shrapnel from the explosions pulverize the French windows, sending shards of broken glass sleeting across the room. From another angle, smoke wreathes the room. Badman rises cautiously and approaches the balcony, a batarang in one hand ready to fight off any auto gyros that might have avoided the chain reaction. But all is silent save for the jester laughing his head off from the other end of the line. <laughs> The scene shifts to the exterior elsewhere in the fairgrounds, nighttime. Camera's on Andrea. From the shoulders up, she's dressed in black with haunted eyes. She hears the off-screen laughter, which begins to reverberate as we dissolve to the exterior of the Mediterranean Via. Late afternoon, flashback. A remote pastoral scene overlooking the unbelievably blue sea. Andrea carries groceries and cloth sacks up the steps. The late sun casts long shadows. Camera closes in. As she reaches for the door, it is suddenly pulled open from within, and the tall man steps out. Andrea stares at him in shock. You! I, 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 I,
camera switches to another angle. She hurls herself past him into the villa, dropping the sacks of groceries. Tall man grins, uses his handkerchief to wipe his prints from the doorknob. He stuffs it back in his breast pocket, fixing it just so. Camera switches to a wide angle. Tall man starts down the steps, glancing at the spilled produce. Scene shifts back to the present time of the exterior fairgrounds, nighttime, Andrea, as before. Her face is bleak. Camera pulls back to see her dressed in the phantasm costume. She raises the death's head mask, dons it, and stands framed against the decaying remnants of the future. Wait a sec, it was me the whole time. I, I thought it was the butt first day. I can't believe it. Leave it all. The world's greatest detective could not have seen this comic. Take it easy there, genius. This isn't Resident Evil. What? Are you kidding me? I saw that crap coming about. I got here late. And I knew that was going to happen. You are so dense sometimes. But how did you know? Don't even try to understand it. It's a southern thing beyond all comprehension. Why do you keep saying that? Are you even from the south? Well, maybe I am. What's it to you? Yeah, but dollar standroid add-ons. You're somewhere from the north. I'm from New Hampshire. New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. That's not the South. I don't know, because I, the world's greatest detective, did not take geometry in high school, so I cannot verify. I didn't take geology in high school, or I told him, if I didn't know where the North is, I would lose my compass. Yeah, well, it's 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 Southern New Hampshire, New Jersey. I, I was there when Jersey Mike started it all. I created that sandwich. Whatever. The, the scene cuts to the interior of the future home, a continuous shot. The jester's reclining on the decaying Eames chair. A big screen TV is on displaying static. The jester aims his remote, channel surfing. The screen clicks from one channel to another, all showing nothing but static. He stands up and starts walking about, scratching his sides as he stretches. He walks over to the robotic housewife thing and... Hey, hang on. I... How come you all make fun of me for having a robotic wife, but it's perfectly okay when he has one? Listen, listen, dude, you... It's not that we ain't gonna make fun of it, it's just you, you shouldn't be basing your life off it. I've never even met this guy, and I can tell you he's got some problems, okay? You shouldn't be modeling your life based off his. This guy's a wackadoodle. Hayes is cutting up a giant stick of bologna with a knife as the gesture walks over to her and puts an arm around her. <laughs> Well, Hayes, it's time to call it a night. What do you say, hon? Feeling the old electricity? Camera switches to another angle. The jester turns to see the curtains rustling in the breeze. The patio doors are open. The jester raises his eyebrows. And it always the way. You get in the mood and company shows up. Jester the jester. That ain't my name. I'm impressed, lady. You're harder to kill than a cockroach on steroids. What? So you figured it out? How, how did you know? He must be from the south. It's beyond all comprehension. Shut up over there. You forgot to put your voice modulator in, fool. Oh, no, no. The, the Bathurst Bowmont took a rough and rough left. Um, I, I tried to change my voice to Beth. Did I not sound to listen? Gotta hand it to you. Nice scheme. The costume's a bit theatrical, but hey, who am I to talk? Camera switches to another angle. The jester suddenly hurls a punch at her. Andrea <laughs> sidesteps nimbly and raises his arm toward the jester. Camera comes in closer. The black smoke seems to ripple from it like a living thing enveloping the jester's head. The jester staggers backward, waving oh. his hands frantically. 
Very cute. But I can blow smoke too, toots. Gas hisses from the flower in his lapel in a narrow stream towards Andrea. She once again disappears in the smoke. Jester's gas stream passes harmlessly through the thick black fog. Camera favors the Jester, looking about in vain for his antagonist. Nice trick, sweetheart. You teach old Patsy a thing or two about disappearing. Andrea suddenly appears behind the Jester and sends him flying, butt over a tea kettle with a well-placed karate kick. She grabs the Jester, pulls him to his feet, and then belts him again. Camera goes to a wide angle. Andrea stalks toward the Jester, who backs away from her on his hands and knees. Oh, you're not laughing anymore. I thought you found that amusing. Oh, I, I do, I do. He backs up against the control panel for the robot. His hand crawls like a frantic spider over the buttons. But what I enjoy most is... He pushes the button. A good laugh! He's the robot suddenly begins laughing, jerking her arms around spasmodically. She's got a knife. Phantasm whips about in anticipation of an attack from behind. Camera goes to the jester. He seizes the futuristic food processor and hurls it off screen. This is so Hang on, wait a second. Pops is the robot! Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. We 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 ran out of uh, uh, out of finances. It turns out actors don't like being paid in lollipops. Made you look. Andrea starts to turn back, but the piece of equipment strikes her, dropping her to her knees. Jester turns and runs away from the dazed Andrea. He crashes through the doors and dashes into the night. Jerks herself to her feet, defeating the pain by sheer force of will. She charges after the Jester. Scene cuts to the interior of transportation exhibit. Establishing night. Considerably atrophied from when we last saw it in flashback, a giant automobile tire advertising Regal Tires has seen better days. Other exhibits include a huge car battery and a giant turbine prop. From another angle, Andrea enters the shot cautiously, half enveloped in mist. She reacts as she hears. Camera angle now includes the turbine prop which suddenly begins to turn. It cranks up rapidly, quickly producing an intake suction of hurricane proportions. Camera's now on Andrea, bracing herself against the rising gale. Dust and small debris blow through the shot. The wind strips away her concealing fog, revealing the form-fitting costume. Camera goes to the jester, crouching in the shadows of what once was a concession stand, behind the turbine holding a portable control mechanism. He twists the dial on it. How about a little pick-me-up? Andrea is lifted from the floor by the wind. She grabs one of the wires of the giant car battery to keep from being blown off screen into the propeller. Wind tears at her, ripping her cape from her. Debris pummels her, causing her grip to slip until she's barely hanging onto the cable's end. Camera closes in on her hands. They lose their grip. Rifled as she's blown several yards closer to the propeller, only to stop her flight by grabbing the fin of a jet car, which was seen in the flashback. She tries to grip the fin, but it's too smooth. Fingers slide along the edge of the fin until, well, she's hanging on to the end. All while we hear. It's the bad man on his bad bike. He's riding towards him. And as Andrea loses her grip and is getting sucked to the turbine, he shoots a grappling hook and latches it to her belt and stops her midair. And then, then, he rips that bad bike up a ramp and shoots her right into the turbine. Hammer goes to the jester. He reacts to this, turns and takes to his heels. Then it goes to a wide angle. The huge tire, aided by the turbine suction, rolls into the huge turbine, which shatters and explodes. Camera then goes to Badman and Andrea. As the final pieces of debris fall down, they both rise, regaining their bearing. Camera takes a closer shot. They regard each other against an apocalyptic flaming background. Your father's dead, isn't he? D-E-D, dead. 
You came back to town early so you could get Chucky saw, so you could shift the blade to your father if you had to. I took everything, Bruce. My dog, my life, you. I'm not saying it's right or even sane. But that's all I've got left. So either help me or get out of the way. Fat man takes a few steps toward her. You know I can't do that. Look what they did to us. What we could have had. They had to pay. Camera favors bad man. Torn, hurting. He takes her by the shoulders tenderly. But Andy, what will vengeance solve? She looks at him, eyes dry and empty. One of those dots of the dot, Bruce. It's you. Stung. He lets her go. Sadness deepens if possible. Leave, Andy. Now, please. She looks at him hard for a beat and then steps back. Camera goes to a wider shot. She steps into the shadows. Bad man turns away. Mustering up whatever resolve he has left, he heads for the Jester. The scene cuts to the exterior center of the fairgrounds. Jester's near the main exposition area of the fair. He runs to a set of lockers and yanks one open. Inside is a large, cumbersome jetpack harness. We're talking Bell Labs here, rather than the Rocketeer. At another angle, he straps it on and then steps over to a power pole and opens a circuit cabinet on it. Inside is a large knife switch. The Jester throws it. There's a crackle of electricity. As the Jester steps back, a batarang whirls into shot and smashes the circuit cabinet, which erupts and sparks. Camera angle switches to include Badman approaching. Chester. That's not my name. Okay, seriously, I know I already has, but you sound so familiar. Do I know you? I swear, it seems like I just met you a few months back or something. No clue. Jester grins sardonically and yells at the approaching Badman. You're too late, Badman. There are 20 miles of tunnels under this place. Filled with high explosives. In five minutes, everything goes up. Okay, but are you talking like freeze a five minutes or like real five minutes? Okay, bring in the stunt doubles. Tell the milkshake to come in here. Hey, what? Are you, what, what are you talking about? We're going right on the jump park, boy. We get to be stuntman. Have you always wanted to be a stuntman? That's the only role that I didn't want. Hey, hey, before you go up there, I figure I should let you know we just could probably kill you with everything. Um, look, I'm, I'm sorry about the whole smoke incident earlier today. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm having a really hard time. The other guy just crap can't be. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm having withdrawals without my crown. Really what it is. It's okay, look. It's what work colleagues do. They give each other lung cancer. And they forget about it. Okay? You saying a, a crayon? You need a crayon? Out of a crayon. Well, I just happen to have, I mean, an extra box, and I, I suppose, for a price, no. I could loan you one. No, it's, it's my crayon but, uh, box. But all I got, look, all I got is yellow, black, and red. That 16-pack of Rose Arts doesn't last you like it used to. Rose Arts? No, boss. I'm not talking about no Rose Arts. No, no, my crayon, the ice crayon, you know, gave me immense powers beyond the measure, beyond comprehension, but it wore away at my mind. You know, that crowd. No, is it a southern thing? Look, 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 it doesn't matter. Beggars can't be choosers. And I don't got the money to be buying crayolas just so I can load them out to some bum that don't bring the packs. Those are my crayons. Well, do you need me to load you some lollies? No, 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 no,
But go ahead, take it. You are not getting what I am saying. What will it take to please you? Fine, fine, fine offer. Look, I didn't want to tell you, but I have a blue too. Mitchell, are they sponsoring the show now? Oh my gosh, have I got ourselves pushed for that? Check this out. No, 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 no. We are not being sponsored by Blue Chew. Look, let's just forget about this and go on. And don't you remember that stick of baloney the hands was cutting up and the just uses the meat on way over the hundreds and then jump out the window? No. Well, move, get, get on the freaking jetpack. Milkshake thing, get on the jetpack. You'll do. Chester fires up the rocket pack and rises in the air on a column of flame. Oh, oh, oh. Camera goes to Batman, traveling, running, leaping over debris. He whips out his grappling gun and fires it up off screen. Camera goes to the grappling hook, traveling. It's shooting up against a blurred background. The hook's tines opening. It runs out of cable, stops just short of the jester's leg, and falls back off screen. Then there's a reaction shot on Batman, tight-lipped with fury. He tosses the grappling gun aside, not waiting for the cable to rewind, and dashes off screen. Then there's a long shot on Batman. He's running hurtling over broken remnants of railings. He leaps onto a semi-demolished building that was once a giant computer display. Climbs it like a cat. The next shot is a close-up on the top of a building. Batman climbs to the top, stands silhouetted against the moon. He hurls a batarang with a line attached up off screen. Then the camera goes to the gesture, moving. Camera pans down to his leg where the batarang wraps around it. He reacts, looks down. Batman leaps into the air and begins to climb the cable. Camera goes to the jester. He loses some altitude as Batman's weight is added to his. Camera switches to Batman's point of view, climbing doggedly up the rope. He can only go so far, however, because the rocket exhaust is between him and the jester. Camera goes to the jester. He glances to one side off screen, works the controls, and veers in that direction. What controls? Jester goes down into a nosedive, spiraling down spectacularly as Batman leaps for some railing. He barely manages to grab the railing and looks down off screen as the Jester falls. He plummets. He manages to free himself from the out of control rocket, which jets off at an angle. Camera goes to the moon structure. The Jester falls and hits the rusted arc of the moon structure, breaking through it. Most of the covering cracks and falls in with him, revealing the skeletal frame of the structure. Camera goes to the base of the spaceship structure. The rocket pack hits the base of the structure and explodes. Now the camera's at a long shot on the spaceship structure. For an instant, it looks like we have an ignition as flames billow from the base of the spaceship structure. But the structure, instead of rising, begins to collapse as the weakened fins give way. Camera goes to the observation deck on Batman. The Dark Knight leaps from the deck once again as the structure collapses. And there's a long shot. The spaceship and moon. The spaceship topples onto the moon structure, crushing. Then the camera goes to Batman, falling. Out of batarangs and grappling guns, he grabs the protruding horizontal spire of another sculpture and swings around it, partially breaking the force of his fall. Then at another angle, it's still a punishing drop to the pavement. He lands hard, twisting one leg beneath oh, him. Oh, my leg. I think I ambiguously twisted one or the other beneath me when I fell. Camera goes to the jester, still alive but trapped beneath the rubble. He shields himself as best as he can as more wreckage rains into shot. And at another angle, Batman staggers into shot, not far from where the jester lies. Presumably with multiple injuries, Batman's not looking much better himself. 
costume torn and ragged, blood streaking his face and body, one leg injured or broken. He limps forward. The jester looks up and sees him. He grins a ghastly rictus. Okay, okay, I, I give up. Camera favors bad man. He hobbles towards the jester. Whether to help or finish it is hard to say at this point. Pieces of flaming rubble are still falling from the spaceship structure. Camera switches angles to include the jester. As Andrea suddenly materializes in the night beside him, he reacts and looks up at her. Uh-oh. It's too late. I surrendered. Tell her, bad man. Andrea, you've got to get out of here. This place is quiet to explode. A large piece of the structure crashes down between them. The flames drive the bad man back. Through the flames, the dancing heat, we can see Andrea. She's calm, as only one who embraces death can be. If there's an emotion in her face and voice, it is sadness. During the next few shots, we can hear the string of explosions growing louder. Even see them in the distance. One way or another, it ends tonight. She holds up one of the gas canisters. Goodbye, my love. Camera goes to the gesture, squirming, trying to pull himself out. Uh, for once, I'm stuck without a punchline. Andrea triggers the canister. Black mist obliterates our view of her and the gesture. Badman realizes what she plans to do and he tries to reach her. But he's too late. An explosion close by hurls him off screen. Camera goes to the street. Batman is hurled into shot next to a grating that is partially askew. Flaming debris rains down around him. He can barely move, but he tries to crawl back through the flames. The only woman he ever really loved. He can't save her. At least he can die with her. Another angle. There's an off-screen explosion. Really close. Causes the street to collapse beneath him. Madman tumbles into the abyss. Madman, along with a shower of debris, falls into the swiftly running water and is carried into darkness. A moment later, another explosion causes the street to completely collapse, burying the sewer. The camera shifts to a panoramic angle of the fairgrounds. The whole place is going up in flames as the explosions tear the grounds apart. Scene shifts to the exterior of the aqueduct. Badman, battered and broken, pulls himself from the drainage pop. He climbs onto the aqueduct and stares back at the conflagration. His shoulders sag in defeat, unbearable. Camera dissolves to the interior of the bad cave on the throne chair. Badman sits, shell-shocked. His costume is ripped and blackened. We can see bandage beneath it. His callus pushed back. One leg is in a splint, whereas legging has been ripped away. Alfred steps in with a tray of bandages and medicinals. Camera favors Bruce. He looks at his fist, clenches it, and lets it fall limply. He looks up at Alfred. Couldn't save her, Alfred. I don't think she wanted to be saved, sir. Vengeance blackens the soul, Bruce. I always feared that you would become that which you fought against. You walk the edge of that abyss every night. But you haven't fallen in, and I thank heaven for that. But Andrea fell into that pit years ago, and no one, not even you, could have pulled her back. Bruce knows the truth of what Alfred says, but it's of small comfort. As he looks away in a sad reflection, the camera closes in on Bruce. A sparkle of light cast from off-screen dances in his eye, interrupting him. He looks off-screen to find the source. Then at another angle, he stands and walks forward. Alfred watches him, puzzled. The camera goes to a stalactite, a limestone fang descending from the ceiling, narrowing to a point in the foreground. Bruce steps up to it. The camera focuses to show Andrea's locket hanging from the tip of the formation. The camera goes to Bruce. He lifts the dangling treaclet gently in his hand, as though afraid of bursting it like a bubble. His face is filled with wonder. Camera dissolves to the exterior of Gotham Harbor on a cruise ship at nighttime. Cruise ship leaves the harbor. The city skyline blazes in the background. The ship is passing under the Gotham Bay Bridge. Prow is already in shadow. Camera closes in on the promenade deck. Party noises can be heard in the background. A woman in black 
and we see from the back with a scarf around her head steps up to the rail to gaze at the city she's leaving behind at another angle still not showing the woman's face a lively middle-aged passenger think ned Beatty, not unlike the salesman we met in the plane crosses behind her with a drink in his hand he sees the woman and slides up to the rail beside her hey you're uh missing the party there quite a sight yes oh i'm sorry you seem kind of distant do you want to be alone um camera shifts to the exterior of gotham city skyline at the nighttime panning slowly the dark deco metropolis till we come to the dark night standing on a concrete precipice overlooking the city it's all he has now perhaps all he ever had camera closes in on batman the eternal guardian without love without pity the bad signal suddenly lights up the sky behind him batman turns fires his grappling gun and swings cape flaring dramatically toward the light fade out the end